It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Friday, November 4th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that really thinks the Flyers are about where we thought they might be at this point in the season. Pretty close. We're going to get into our observations about 10 games in on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here, as always, with Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at LockdownFlyers. That's where we post about our episodes and the latest Flyers news. You can also email the show at LockdownFlyers at Gmail. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We are going to get into 10 observations for 10 games into the season today. We're going to do some Flyers observations and some NHL observations overall. And then we will preview this weekend's matchup against Claude Giroux and the Ottawa Senators. Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening right now. Hit that subscribe button and you'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, we're over on YouTube, so if you want to watch us over there, subscribe as well. Russ, there isn't really any news to talk about just because they had the back-to-back and had Mm -hmm. a day off, but this is a good time in the season to really take stock of where we are. We're about 10 games in. Uh, The Flyers are 5-3-2, 12 points in fifth place in the Metro Division, which, again, I think is pretty spot on about where we think this team could be. And my first observation is related to why they may not be in the basement of the division thus far, and that's the torts factor. And on the good side of that, I really think the team is working harder than they have in the past year. The effort is there. Maybe some of the skill is missing that's leading to you know some of the negative side of things. But there is no doubt that this team is playing with more attack and they're battling harder, especially on the boards. And, you know, I, I think that's mostly a good thing. Yeah. I mean, you you know, the the efforts there, they certainly are playing somewhat better defense i'm not gonna say it's great it's better um better than nothing no it's better than it was i I would say you know travis connect is doing well kevin hayes is doing well so those are two guys that have caught on the system well so yeah they're not going to be in the basement they still could be like one of the five worst when it's done they're not trending towards that yet but um right now because of the start it is sort of propping them up a little bit and now we'll see, you know, after this 10, can they start to do that all over again? You know, Ottawa Senators are a good test of that because of the mental part of playing against Claude Giroux because there's enough guys there that know him. Yeah, we will definitely be getting to that later in the mm-hmm. show. Uh, I think that maybe the flip side to that is that is that tort standard too high for the current personnel? 
Yeah, I'm thinking it is, unless they're all of a sudden going to make trades or try and pick up more, more guys off the waiver wire. Like, I just, I feel like once we get to midseason, there'll be less of the younger guys than we expected. Um, that's sort of how it's trending right now. Yeah, and that's sort of the next observation here is that he has said from the beginning that he wants to play the kids and get a sense of of who the Flyers are as a team and what the future looks like, but it hasn't really trended that way at all. You know, they did pick up a couple of guys off waivers, like you just mentioned. And, you know, if you look at the season's starting roster compared to where it is now, there's a lot that's the same. Don't get me wrong. But again, with the injuries uh, that we don't have Couturier, we don't have JVR right now, Atkinson, is out. So you'd think there'd be a lot more room for the kids, but we have said lack and bellows in there now instead. And so somebody that was on the opening day roster, like Hayden Hodgson is no longer with the team. Jackson Cates is no longer with the team. Ollie Lixell is no longer with the team. And, you know, Cam York didn't make the opening day roster and, you know, he's hurt now, but uh, you know, that aside, the list goes on of like several guys that were on the roster thus far this season that are not here anymore. And so I think that he really needs to start like kind of putting his money where his mouth is in terms of that. Yeah, I think so. Because again, you know, when Atkinson's back, when JVR is back, uh, mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting. Artem Anisimov is almost healthy. I think they're going to sign him. Can't imagine they're going to pull a vet for him. So they got to get rid of one contract to do it. So, yeah. So that's going to be another thing. Uh, I would hate for that contract to be Morgan Frost, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they're, you know, they're not going to get rid of an asset that way because they've done it before. So I, you know, they've already set a precedent with that. So I, I can't tell you that it won't happen again. So that's the, the hard part of this is Torch said that. And the sad part is, with some of these guys, he is done looking at them for the year. And I didn't think it would be that quick. Again, the way he's been talking about it is very different than the way he is executed on it in terms of yeah. giving guys chance. I didn't even mention Ronnie Adderd, who right. was like here and gone, you know, in the blink of an eye. So yeah. I think that he's not giving these guys even like two, three games in a row to to look at them in any meaningful way against a weaker opponent against a stronger opponent like you got to get a more well-rounded sense of who these guys are before you dismiss them in the lineup well at least he's not dave haxtell who benched shane wright for three games in a row with his grandparents in town from out of town (laughs) Yeah. yeah really classy dave nice job one of the other observations is that we have mentioned several times about what is the sustainability of this kind of play in terms of durability on the players and in terms of what it's been doing to the goaltenders, you know, especially with the three back to back so far and, and playing on the road. uh, It it has been a grind for the flyers so far. And I think it's valid to be concerned about the team's health and the stamina. Yeah. I think the stamina is the word. Um, health is, seems to be like a problem all around the league. So it's not just the Flyers, even though um, maybe some people around the Flyers would like to tell you it's worse for them, but it, it's bad everywhere. But the idea is, um, you know, Scott Lawton said that they hung out Sandstrom to dry. 
against the Leafs and recently, and and that's true. It's not been all his fault. And they're not playing any better for the backup. Like, hey, we got to really, you know, bear down here. That's not happening. And you pointed out last show that back-to-back-wise, they're failing. So, you know, this is a little bit of an issue here because uh, it's nice to have a standard. But, you know, if you're going to keep it that way all year and you're going to be this bad in back-to-backs, that's not improvement. It is not at all. And I think, you know, part of my concern is that, is it getting too rough and tumble, right? And so the whole tough to play against mantra that Torts has put in there, like, what is your thought on that? I mean, I think they should draw the line and say, yeah, we want to be tough to play against, but there's a little bit too much of the shenanigans after the whistle. There's a little bit too much like, hey, if you feel like you're um, protecting your teammate, now all of a sudden there has to be two or three guys almost fighting at a time. It's a bit much, you know, like we've seen D'Angelo do it. Uh, Konechny's done a little bit uh, too much of it, considering he's, you know, one of the more talented guys on the team. Like there's certain guys you want to do that. We're not seeing Nick Delorier doing it much at all. And and that's we really have not. To, that's really interesting. That's supposed to be his job. So yeah. think about that. Hmm. Inquiring minds. I think the the last big observation I have about the Flyers thus far is that obviously goaltending has saved this team yeah. thus far. We've gotten tremendous play from Carter Hart and Felix Anstrom to a large degree. We talked about how he's kind of gotten hung out to dry on the back half of the back-to-backs but I I think that to me it's been a little unexpected I mean I expected Carter Hart to play well but this good I don't think anybody could have imagined it no because we imagined the defense not being great and honestly um Rasmus Ristolainen has not really taken to towards his system yet he's not played great so you know the defense is askew really I mean even the top pairing, they're getting by, but that's they're just getting by. Like if we ranked top pairings in the league, they're probably somewhere around 20, 21, 22, somewhere in that range. You know, Ivan Provorov's having a really good year, but again, we're almost at that point where it's like Provorov and Sandheim and then a bunch of, you know, other guys. Yep. All right. Thank you, Carter Hart. And thank you, Felix Sandstrom, (laughs) for your service to the Philadelphia Flyers. We appreciate you. Uh, We are going to have some observations more around the NHL and in the division coming up next. Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline BetOnline.net is your number one source for your betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the World Series, MMA, boxing, and golf, and of course, the NHL. So head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts.
Check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, you can go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on the app you are listening to right now, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Russ, there have been some interesting developments in these first 10-ish games around the NHL. Obviously, different teams are at different games played thus far, but mostly around 10, 11 games so far. And I think for me, you know, the biggest observation that I have is, wow, the Devils are winning the division so far. Is this real? I mean, They have been blowing expectations out of the water. They're second in the league in Corsi 4. They're top in high danger chances for per 60. They're getting 16.59 high danger chances per 60 minutes right now, which is unbelievably good. That's at at five on five. They're leading in expected goals for percentage in all strengths as well. Well, I mean, look, we knew they had a lot of offensive talent. Jack Hughes is at a point a game. The speed's there. Uh, Bratt's at 16 points. That's, yeah. You know, that's, that's again, huge. we talked about it. Uh, they probably should have signed him to a longer-term deal, but they didn't. Uh, Heeshear, Hamilton, they've got, you know, Dawson Mercer. They've got a lot of, ta- you know, talented guys. Marino's been a good ad. Uh, they've gotten Tatar back in the mix. That's all going good. And the, and the goaltending uh, is the interesting thing because – I think Vitek Vanacek is starting to steal the job. I don't know if it's going to happen, but it could happen. And that's something where we talked about. Like I said, I don't know if Blackwood's the guy, but Vanacek is the other guy, and it's working. Yeah, one thing that's been interesting is that they've been doing a lot of this very recently without Palat, who was their big pickup. Um, He's out indefinitely. He just had groin surgery. So who knows what is going to happen with him, but the devils are managing to succeed without their biggest pickup of the off season. Uh, They won four in a row. They demolished the Canucks seven to one. And, you know, they they beat the abs one to nothing in a really hard fought game. And so they're beating teams that are kind of in the bottom of the league, but they're also being super competitive against some of the top teams, even when they haven't won. And even though they had a rough start, I think that they've really settled into things thus far. But again, is this sustainable? I don't know. But I think that it's definitely worth keeping an eye on. It is. And, you know, Vanacek's won three out of his four starts. So, you know, if they they have found a hot goalie, that's really been the biggest thing that ails them. Palat, you know, he'll help them down the line second, definitely second half of the season. Uh, If they're in a playoff run, you know, Hunt, he'll be valuable. Yeah. On the opposite side of things, the Penguins are in really rough shape. Mm-hmm. They are 3-5-2 and two in their last 10. They lost their sixth straight Wednesday, 6-3. to three. They've blown multiple goal leads in three of those games. And they've been struggling with maintaining possession of the puck. Yeah, they're still undefeated at home, though. So for all the worry, they're having some road woes. I'm not worried about them just yet. Uh, Jerry could play better for sure. Uh, yeah, they need to do better with leads, but they have some guys that uh, maybe if even if they start out slow, like Crosby, Malkin, whatever, that you don't worry a lot about them. So I get it. They're getting older, and everybody's waiting for that moment for them to fall off the cliff. Uh, 
I don't think the cliff is there yet. There's other factors, and Malkin's more than a point a game. So it's their defense. Their goaltending hasn't been great for either goalie. I think if they tighten that up a little bit, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I think also if they improve their PK, they'll be in yes. better shape as well. They're the fifth Good worst in, in the league right now on, on that front. Uh, moving over to the Atlantic division, that whole division is starting out pretty much as nuts as we thought it would. It was going to mm-hmm. be you know, super competitive from the get-go. But man, Buffalo Sabres are 7-3, and three, which impressive. is a pretty impressive start for them so far. And meanwhile, Ottawa, who we're going to talk more about next, who maybe we thought would be taking a step forward, they're in the basement of the division right now. Yeah, I mean, and Tampa's doing a little better than I thought. I don't know if they'll hang in there, and I don't know if the Sabres will hang in there, but they might. Uh, the Sabres, you know, the one thing we questioned was their goaltending. We never really questioned, or at least I didn't, what Tate Thompson, Tate Thompson might be. You right. know, is there going to be a, a problem, you know, the year after his, his great year? There's not. Actually, it's just as good. Uh, and they're getting a lot of other scoring. You know, they have Owen Power uh, now full-time on defense. That's a big help. Uh, there's there's a lot of things going right. You know, Paterka is doing really well. Quinn's still learning, um, but they have they have a lot more uh, scoring opportunities now, and guys to play with Skinner that they're dangerous. Dylan Cousins is starting to score a bit. Uh, so these are these are big developments, and Don Granado's done a good job developing. So if they were to get some goaltending at some point, or what we perceive as better goaltending, they could be in it later. But it's it's early. Yeah, of course, we can't talk about the Atlantic division without talking about the Boston Bruins, because I think we all thought they were going to be good, but they're starting out really, really good. Obviously, they're atop the division. Uh, One stat that kind of stood out to me, their goal differential is a plus 19 this early in the season, which is really impressive. Yeah, I mean, Montgomery's done a good job of getting Omar back on track, and he's the guy they invested in, and he is a really good goalie. I felt like Swayman still needed some more seasoning and now he's injured. So, you know, it's it's all mark or bust at this point. And I think he can do it. Like, I think he could, you know, ride that wave. They're not going to, you know, win nine out of every ten. Obviously, that's not going to happen. But at some point, they're going to get Charlie McAvoy back, too. And that's right. going to be <laughs> – and, and Krejci, right? Because Krejci, I think, is still out, too, because he's had a little injury. So, you know, they got Marshawn back. That's the thing. They, you know, we were saying, hey, just be 500 until you get Marshawn back. Well, they're way better than that. So they're in good shape. Yeah, they're a lot of fun to watch, too. Un- unfortunately for me, as somebody who sees them <laughs> as a nemesis, but <laughs> they are really fun to watch right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, they are. They just, you know, Bergeron, those guys, they're not done yet. No, they are not. Our next observation the Pacific is. Probably worse than we thought, especially given the fact that Vancouver is imploding. Yeah, I mean, Vegas, we knew would be fine. Edmonton, we knew would be fine. You know, the Kings are hanging around. You know, Calgary's not doing as well as we thought. I mean, Calgary, you know, at a 625 is okay, and I'm sure they'll do better. Um, Seattle is actually doing better than we thought. I mean, that's fool's gold with Dave Haxtell. He's very good at that. So, you know. San Jose is going to be where they are now near the bottom. And if somehow Vancouver stays near the bottom, that's going to make things interesting. And maybe the Kings will be that team again that sucks up that spot. If somehow Seattle made the playoffs, it would be a miracle. I think. I think so too. I think we're 
you know, it's going to be Vegas, Edmonton, Calgary. Yeah. And then maybe L.A. will make the playoffs. Yeah. How are you feeling about job security for head coaches around the league? You know, it's interesting. Uh, you know, there's new odds out. And while Sheldon Keefe was sort of being looked at in, as in trouble, but this is just based on you know what bets are coming in. Uh, obviously not looked that way anymore. Clearly, Lindy is safe with the Devils doing well. Uh, DJ Smith is probably safe for now because there's at least injuries, Josh Norris injury and such. So you could sort of blame it on that. Right now, I don't see a coach. I mean, Dallas Aikens, I know they didn't expect to do well. And if they really do want to tank, you might as well leave him in there and then fire him at the end of the year and uh, let Pat Verbeek get his, a new guy. But we'll see. We'll see if that situation stays that way the whole year. But right now, out of the first 10, going into the next 10, I don't think anybody's in real eminent danger. I don't think so either. I think we're in kind of a holding pattern yep. on that front, even in Vancouver as well. I yeah. think they're they're just going to try and ride this out and see what happens. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, it has been a, a real fascinating start to the season. Some surprises, some things just as we thought they were. And I think the Flyers are right in there with the, you know, as expected. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, we'll continue to look for room for improvement, see what happens with Taurus's lineup choices and, and continue as the season progresses. Uh, in the meantime, our next game is up against the Ottawa Senators, and we will talk about that coming up next. Today's episode is also brought to you by Simply Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like break-ins and package thefts spike? everywhere. That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. So order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy their advanced security and peace of mind. Simply Safe's advanced technology is what I love the most. I can control their system from my phone with their app. I can watch a live stream from the security cameras on my phone as well. And you can monitor the wide variety of sensors in every room. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents used Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify if a threat is real so you can get a priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Russ, you want to buy the Ottawa Senators? If I had the money. If I would make a millions. Yeah, that is a fair point. I forgot to buy my ticket. Oh, no. I know. I know. I bought, I but... bought two. So if I win, I'll throw you a few shekels. All right. Um, the Ottawa Senators are indeed for sale. There's even rumors about Ryan Reynolds being part of a, a group wanting to buy the team. So that'll be fun to observe over the coming months. But as far as the team on the ice, they are four and five with eight 
points. And so, like we said in the last segment, they're at the bottom of the Atlantic division so far. They lost their last three to the Wild, the Panthers, and the Lightning. So difficult opponents for sure. Yes. yes. But they had a complete and total collapse against Tampa. Tampa scored three goals in the third period to win that yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, it's been a little unfortunate. I, I expected a little more, maybe a little better in net. Uh, you know, the Josh Norris one hurts because he's definitely one of the best scorers. I think Jake Sanderson's been fine. I think Shane Pinto has been great. Uh, so there's, you know, there's all that, nothing wrong with Claude Giroux. He's been really good too, but their defense is still not quite there. And that's where I think the biggest problem lies for me with them. Yeah, I think we are lucky in some respects that the first game the Flyers are playing against Ottawa is in Ottawa. So it's slightly less pressure on the Giroux side of things that he can see the old team without, you know, the atmosphere of the home crowd, because I'm sure that'll get a little emotional for him. But uh, so far in nine games played, he has three goals and four assists. Uh, If you just look at his numbers across the board, it's like a smidge down from career averages, but that's to be expected, to be honest. Um, He He is, is, yeah. One thing that Shane Pinto is very good at is face-offs, and he is doing better than Giroux is on the Senators' Uh, percentage-wise in terms of face-offs. So that's kind of nice to see for Shane Pinto that, you know, he's got some some really good skills that he's he's bringing to the plate there. But yeah, he's a heck of a player. You know, I watched him in college. I'm really, I, I like him a lot. I thought that was a great pick for them. Yeah, and especially with the Josh Norris injury, I think Pinto will get some additional opportunities and minutes. Yeah, the, my big thing is um, really there's been like three or four good games out of Anton Forsberg. And then he sort of has reverted back to the other Anton Forsberg. So I'm not, you know, sold on him for being able to run uh, the table here, but that's why I was hoping their defense would be better. Maybe at some point that'll get under control. They have had, had, you know, they beat, they did beat Boston, which is good. And they beat Washington, which is, you know, kind of tough, but you know, some of the losses, like you said, have been bad. Uh, Tampa being the worst of them. So, and they've given up a lot of shots. Like mm-hmm. against Florida, they, they you know, they had 57, he had 57 saves. You can't do that. No, you cannot. So I think it, it, it's another instance to me, like the game in Toronto, where you have a team that's really looking to redeem themselves, especially in front of their home fans. You have the Giroux factor added on top of it. I think you're going to have an extremely highly motivated Ottawa Senators team. And I think the Flyers are really going to have to shake whatever was going on off of the last two games to focus and play this game right because the senators are really going to come at them plus ross probably put the maloike on him i'm I'm sure he's done that already (laughs) ross Uh, from lockdown sense yes so I'm, i'm i would almost guarantee that um yeah this is again this is now the third of the road trip you lost the first two even though you got a point you have to win this one if you're the Flyers, you have to win this one. If you don't win this one, then you're going to get a lot of people in the media saying, hey, you started out great, but where are you now? And I think that's fair. You know, the question of can you win on the road is a good one. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I'm, you have to be able to sustain levels of play on a road trip because they happen lots of times during the season. Yeah, there's going to be, uh, like you said, some emotion going in this game. There's going to be guys like Konechny playing in, you know, his home area where he played junior hockey at least. And so, I, you know, I think there's going to be a certain amount of that. I could see tempers flaring at some point because they've been flaring for not that many good reasons anyhow. But this is a game where they have to get a lead and keep a lead. Uh, that's the other thing. They've not been good at keeping leads this year. You know, they had the lead against the Leafs. They lost that lead pretty quick. They did. All right. Well, I am a little nervous about that one. I'm a little nervous about having to watch Claude Giroux play, not on the Flyers in this weird scenario, but we're going to get through it. And we'll be back on Monday to recap that game. We'll have our nemesis of the week as well. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you out there. So send us in your mailbag questions. You can tweet us at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us at LockdownFlyers at Gmail, or you can comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It's the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and their take of the day. It's available on Odyssey, YouTube, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great weekend, everyone.